hybrid photographer um, basically just shoots with both digital and film cameras. And I think there's, um, I think there's kind of no rule with it. You know, it could be like you said, you know, shooting one role per wedding makes you a hybrid photographer in my eyes. Or, you know, if you're shooting half of your work, you know, half of the day is digital and half of it is film hybrid. Um, I think nowadays, I think there are very few wedding photographers that are like a hundred percent film. I think just the, you know, the digital age that we're in, it kind of just doesn't make sense to all shoot film. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Hey, y'all. I have Kaya Crittenden on the show with me today, and um, we get into what it is to be a hybrid photographer and how you can become one. Uh, We talk about film and we talk about digital work. There's a little bit of a hint uh, if you don't know what a hybrid photographer is, um, but you will find out in this podcast for sure. Um, She also gives some really great pointers for anyone looking to implement film into their business um, as well as a few suggestions on film stock and cameras to get started. We talk about how adding film to her business not only has broadened her clientele, but it also has made her digital work even better. So let's get into today's episode. Kaya, thank you so much for for coming on the show. I'm very excited for today's um, topic, our our conversation on shooting film and digital photography uh, together. Um, Just so a little introduction uh, for you, like to let everyone know where you're based, what you do, what you mainly photograph. what, uh, where, where are you based? I know I worded that word weirdly. Uh, so <laughs> where are you based? What do you love photographing? Yeah. Well, thank you, John, for having me. Yeah. Um, and thank you for that intro. Like you said, I'm Kaya Crittenden and, um, I am based in Atlanta as well as in the Washington DC area. So I live in Atlanta. I've been here, um, 11 years, but I'm born and raised in Virginia, right outside of DC. So um, a few years ago, I started traveling back and forth pretty often to shoot up there too. And um, I mainly shoot weddings and couples. So weddings of all sizes, big, small, um, as well as all over, even though I am based in Atlanta and DC, I've shot weddings, East Coast, West Coast, North, South, um, eventually... Well, I guess I've done international engagement shoots and then eventually I'd love to do some international weddings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so weddings and couples primarily. Nice. Nice. Where was your international engagement shoot? Yeah, I went to Amsterdam 
right before COVID last year, my okay. best friend and I did a um, a Europe, a two week Europe trip in a few different cities, and then I had friends in Amsterdam that wanted engagement photos, so nice. got to check yeah. that off the list. <laughs> right, that's awesome. That's yeah, that's so good. Fun. I always try to do that anytime that I'm traveling, because um, like the the goal is I want to do more than just Texas or like yeah. Texas adjacent, you know, Oklahoma, Louisiana, sometimes, um, mm-hmm. more weddings. Uh, so anytime that we're traveling somewhere, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to reach out to some local people. Yeah. Or if I have friends there, I'm like, we're definitely doing like get a babysitter for the kids or, yeah. <laughs> or they can stand by me and help take the pictures. Um, right. but yeah, that's really cool. So I, 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 um, I'm very, interested in the Atlanta and DC. Um, Mm -hmm. how do you have like multiple web pages or do you just like on your website, it's just like Atlanta and DC that way they know like, okay, cool. She, she's familiar with all the DC areas as well. Yeah, it's, it's both. So everything's on one, um, one page, one site. Um, but the headline kind of you'll see on my landing page, Atlanta, DC destination. So slowly, but surely people are understanding that I do both. Um, mm-hmm. cause I started kind of like advertising and marketing for DC back in 2018. Um, and it took probably a good like year or two to, for that to even click with people like, Oh, you know, I can book her in DC as well. Um, uh-huh. and so now I'm, you know, meeting a lot more DC vendors and, um, shooting up there a few times a year, like five or six times I'll go back and forth. Um, okay. just to, yeah, make it known that like, yes, I'm here. I'm in this industry. Uh-huh. Please book me, <laughs> book me right. in DC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. That's, I, I mean, I love traveling and that's, that's really interesting. I mean, all of my family's here. I grew up in Texas. All my family still lives here. So I don't mm-hmm. have like that uh, you know, going back to my hometown or anything. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I find that like a lot of the couples that reach out to me, they're like, okay, so you're outside of Houston. Do you <laughs> also do Houston weddings? I'm like, yeah, it's like big banner yeah. on my website, Houston <laughs> wedding photographer. Um, yes. but you know, I, I know some people, especially couples that aren't in the industry or familiar with weddings they're just like oh wait you live 30 minutes away from my venue do you travel to right this place? So like, yeah yeah we do yeah it's like commuting basically right yeah I feel like maybe I need to do I'm just like brainstorming as I'm walking through this I feel like maybe I need to do a better job of uh of having that copy on my website, uh, just like explaining that I, I travel, like maybe have mm-hmm. that and beyond or something, uh, mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the, it's funny how you're saying like, you don't have anywhere that's like a second home, but I know plenty mm-hmm. of people that just pick a city that they love and start kind of like establishing themselves there, whether they, okay. you know, have a base there or not. Um, just because, you know, if you're, if your style or like what you love to shoot lends itself better to another mm-hmm. part of the country, why not? You know, that's what planes are for. So. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We're, we're living in the 21st century. We can easily yeah. do this. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. That's a, that's good, uh, food for thought. Um, as mm-hmm. I'm slowly, uh, rebranding my website, which yeah. speaking of branding, I love the branding on your, your site, just like the colors and, um, I don't know, those like geometric shapes. I don't know the name yeah. of that 
shape, but it's like, with the, <laughs> I don't know. Um, just like <laughs> go to, go to, is it Kaya C.com or is it Kaya C photography? Okay. Just yeah. Kaya C.com. Yep. Yeah. Go to Kaya C.com. Um, also like <laughs> you're, you have like branded stories and stuff too. I'm just like, man, <laughs> I need to step up my game. I need to take some. Yeah. Kaya. This is great. Well, um, I, I did a pretty big rebrand last year, uh, launched okay. it last September. So nice. my designer is a talented magician basically. And so she <laughs> came up with like all of the branding. It's like the little elements are art deco inspired. So, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We did all of that. She helped me with those branded story templates. And, um, I love my brand. I don't, I don't have any kids, but I joke that it felt like that was my first child, just read uh-huh. the whole rebrand. And cause it oh, took yeah. about nine months to, to come together. So right? it's, like yeah. my, it's like my baby. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Like rebranding, it takes so much time and effort yeah. and thought and psychology of, mm-hmm. of everything. It, it definitely does feel like a kid, uh, just yeah. like creating this thing. Um, and then yeah. every time that you post like a little like story or something, it's like, Hey, look, there's my baby out there. Yeah. Uh, but, okay. Well, cool. So, um, weddings and portraits, uh, how did you get into photography? Did you always do weddings and portraits? Um, or, you know, what's, what's the backstory there? Yeah. So, um, my dad was a photographer and his dad was a photographer. So I like to, cool. to joke that it's in my blood, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, um, none of my other siblings fell in love with it as much as I did, but, um, that's kind of where it started. I remember as early as I want to say sixth grade, really loving taking pictures. Usually that was just silly stuff with friends on a little disposable camera. Um, mm. eventually it got a little point and shoot. I think in middle school as well. Um, and in high school for my 16th birthday, all I wanted was a DSLR. (laughs) Um, I was a very, you know, just easy to please mom and dad, please just get me this camera and I'll be good Uh to go. (laughs) Um, And, and so they did. And, um, actually rewinding my freshman year in high school, I did take a film black and white darkroom class and, that got me just even more excited about photography and all of that. So that's when I learned the technical aspects of shooting, um, you know, exposure. And obviously with a dark room, you learn so much developing film. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, in my sophomore year, I got my first camera and then I just took that thing everywhere. I was, it was attached to me just shooting all the time, all the way through, um, through high school. And then in college, I didn't study photography in, in college. I didn't really see that photography could be a career or like, you know, how could I be an artist and make a living? Um, so I studied something different, but still had my camera and was still so obsessed, um, in college. And my dad actually, um, he's my biggest cheerleader for sure. So he, <laughs> Um, kind of encouraged me to start taking photography more seriously, even if it was just on the side, um, you know, as I was in school. And so he helped me make my first website and kind of just giving me that push to like, you know, if if people want to pay you to take their picture, you know, take their money and and do the job. Yeah, yeah. 
So, um, so he was just that like entrepreneurial push that I needed in college. And then, um, in 2014, my friends, two of my friends were engaged and they asked me to do their engagement photos. I did that and it was awesome. And then they wanted me to do their wedding. And I told them, no, initially I said, you don't want me to do that. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh (laughs) I'm I'm going to mess it all up. But, um, they gave me a good like eight months ahead of time to prepare and to, um, to get ready. And they, they just really believed in me that I could do it. And so I shot their wedding in September of 2014. And I remember driving away at the end of the night, just so happy. I mean, totally exhausted and like so much went wrong, but I was just, I want to do this forever. Like that was Uh so much fun. Um, and you know, a lot of people, I don't know, John, what your first wedding was like, but sometimes people shoot a wedding and they hate it and they never want to do it again. Right. So I was just so grateful that my first wedding went really well and it, you know, sparked in me the the love to keep doing it more and more. Yeah. I feel like those who just like fall in love the first wedding and even, (laughs) even with all the things that went wrong, because like my first wedding, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even have a timeline. I knew when the ceremony (laughs) was and that was it. And I knew that the couple had me for 10 hours, um, for 200 bucks. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, "Yeah, 20 bucks an hour. This is awesome. Um, but yeah, like I, knew nothing. I didn't have organized family formals. Right. And it was just like, so is there anyone else you want uh, photos with? And yeah, (laughs) it was just, it was chaos. Uh, But at the end of it, again, exhausted, but I was like, yeah, this is, Mm -hmm. this was amazing. Like I want to do this again. Like I could see this being a career. And I feel like those who really, really love weddings are the ones who can make it a career um, and not get burnt out and not, you know, just kind of end after three years or whatever. Yeah. Um, but those who are just like, Oh, this is difficult, but like the money's good. Uh, yeah. cause I've, I've had a couple, couple of photographers that I've, I've talked to kind of did some little mentoring and stuff. And they're like, yeah, I don't really enjoy weddings, but the money's good. So I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you probably like want to look for something that you love. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you can still do weddings for sure. Um, like treat your customers well, treat your, yeah. treat your couples, like make it an amazing experience for them. Uh, even if you don't enjoy it, <laughs> um, but like find the thing that you really love shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like mm-hmm. a, a friend of mine, she used to do weddings now she does like almost exclusively pet portraits and it's just like yeah i just love pets and i have a connection with them and i can take some really great photos of them for their their humans i'm like yeah Yeah. that's do it that's awesome Um, but yeah i feel like a lot of us who have been in the industry for a while like we have that love for Mm -hmm. weddings and something that Mm -hmm. just the energy of it the um, like the, the craziness and the stress, mm-hmm. like the control that you have of like m- pivoting and molding everything, uh, to fit and, and all the stuff I had a wedding yesterday yeah. and it was, oh, wow. the timeline was all over the place. Um, <laughs> and not for really too, too many, like certain reasons, just a lot of little things. Yeah. Um, and the couple was just like super laid back and they're like, eh, you know, if we got to take a little bit longer to do my hair, whatever, or, yeah. you know, it rained, so we can't do our first look over here, whatever, like take a little bit yeah. to figure this out. And, 
but yeah, like kind of pivoting around was a little bit difficult, but it was also mm-hmm. fun of like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. I got to find a new, uh, first look location. Right. So yeah. Very it, exhilarating. <laughs> it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so tell me a little about hybrid photography. Um, what that is for anyone who's listening, who's like hybrid, like, I don't understand what this is. I know what hybrid cars are, but, uh, but yeah, what is, what is hybrid photography? Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty similar thing I would say to a hybrid car. Um, but a hybrid photographer, um, basically just shoots with both digital and film cameras. And I think there's, um, I think there's kind of no rule with it. You know, it could be, like you said, you know, shooting one role per wedding makes you a hybrid photographer in my eyes. Or, you know, if you're shooting half of your work, you know, half of the day is digital and half of it is film hybrid. Um, I think nowadays, I think there are very few wedding photographers that are like a hundred percent film. I think just Mm -hmm. the, you know, the digital age that we're in, it kind of just doesn't make sense to all shoot film. Um, so pretty much any film photographer is a hybrid photographer. And, um, that journey for me has truly been less than a year. (laughs) Um, because I mean, film has been in my, in my life for ever since that first, um, I mean, even before the, the class I took in high school, cause and yeah, like with your dad school. and your and your grandfather, yeah. like they they were shooting film for sure. Right, uh, that's all there was back yeah. then. Um, mm-hmm. My my dad told me not too long ago that my I always knew my grandfather was a photographer, but I didn't know he actually shot weddings too, and that was like even cooler to hear. That's cool. So yeah, um, but yeah, so I I knew about film back when that's all there was in, in like the early two thousands. Um, and then obviously I took that class in high school. I think that was 2007. Um, I took a film class. And so I always, I had a film camera since then. Um, and I would usually just kind of use it when I remembered to, um, it was usually collecting dust over the years, but I loved it for just the nostalgia of it all. And waiting, waiting to get the photos developed. Um, and then I would oftentimes use it for um, vacation or just random trips. Um, and then when I started, you know, started my business and started shooting client work, I was like, there's no way I can shoot this for clients. <laughs> you know, what if I mess up or what if it develops wrong? Right. Um, I just felt like there was no security in film photography. Um, but turns out I've learned now, like most people don't, you know, have most people have no issues with film unless you like really, really screw up um, mm-hmm. and like completely expose something. Your film um, in some cases is more sure than digital because, you know, a digital oh, yeah. memory card can crap out so easily. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. see that all the time in Facebook groups of just like, yeah. Hey, um, I've never had this happen. How do I, <laughs> uh, how do I recover from an SD card? Just yes. corrupting. I'm like, yes. yeah, that yeah. is it's scary. Feeling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so last year, last summer, actually, um, 
I, I didn't even have it on my radar to start shooting film, but um, a really good friend of mine, Tori, she's a photographer in DC as well. She kind of started um, implementing film maybe a, a year or two earlier and she would just rave about it and photos looked so good. Um, mm. And so I was visiting with her in DC and she said, you know, film, like you've shot it before. It's not anything you're not familiar with. Like, just try it out. Just try my medium format. I'll teach you how to load it, how to use your light meter. And so we, I <laughs> willingly, but kind of unwillingly tried it out. Um, just with her and her husband did a quick little portrait session for them. Um, and when I tell you, I got the film back and I think my jaw dropped. I was like, I can't believe I took these and uh nothing needed editing. Like yeah. the photos came back perfect. Um, they even looked like some of the presets that are, I was already using without having to touch them. Um, mm -hmm. and that's when I was like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is adding up. This is, um, beautiful. I, I know I can do this. Basically a lot of my career has been like people, believing in me before I believe in myself. And that, right. you know, kind of pushes me over a lot of humps, um, to get to where I should be in the first place. But, um, yeah, so I started, um, bringing film, um, to weddings last summer, um, as well as engagement sessions. And, um, honestly, I never really had even right now, like I kind of have a plan, but I kind of don't, I just bring as much film as I want, um, mm. and shoot as much as I feel like shooting as much as I can. You know, there are some parts of the day, um, film shooting with film, you have to have a lot of light. Um, yeah. so if it's like a, if it's a dark hotel room, I'm not going to shoot any film, but if it's a beautiful outdoor ceremony, I'm going to go crazy shooting as much film as I can. Um, cool. And I think that's the beauty of, of hybrid shooting. There's no, oh, yeah. you know, rule to say when you should or shouldn't, or when you can, or you can't, even with dark, dark areas, um, you still can shoot film. You just have to like kind of plan for it, use the right film stock and all of that. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's been my journey with it. And um, like I said, less than a year that I've actually really been implementing it into my client work, but I've been shooting film and loving it since I was in the sixth grade. <laughs> nice. yeah. 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 There's just something about like getting the film back, um, like either the scans or like the actual, you know, physical prints just be like, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. Cause I remember the first wedding that I, I took my camera along and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to do this. It was actually, it was last summer as well. Um, mm -hmm. There was um, a magazine called BYOF, uh, bring your own film. And oh, they cool. had like a worldwide film day and they were like on August 1st, just shoot a roll of film and then submit a couple images for the magazine. And uh, it was cool. a big thing that just like kind of was a good uh, worldwide community for film photographers. And I was like, you know what, I've got this film for film camera. I'm not using it. I'm going to take it out. I have a wedding on the first cause it was a Saturday and I was like, I'm mm -hmm. just going to shoot a roll of film at the wedding. And I did. And those photos like came back and I was like, these, like, like you said, I mean, it was, it was black <laughs> and white, uh, film stock but still yeah. like 
they looked amazing. And I was like, yeah, yeah. this is, this is so good. And I didn't even have like a light meter or anything. I was just like, oh, oh, nice. this is probably good. Um, but yeah. And then I started looking more into film and like the, uh, the range that you can like under and over expose mm-hmm. and still have a good mm-hmm. shot. You don't have to like nail it. Like you mm-hmm. do a lot of times with digital. Um, uh, it's, it, it kind of saves you. Cause that was one of the reasons that I didn't want to get into film. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I still take test shots every now and then. And I'm yeah. like, Oh yeah. And, you know, digital. And I look at the back and I'm like, Oh no, I need to, you know, yeah. change, change my aperture, whatever. And uh, I was like, I can't do that with film and I don't want to <laughs> ruin an entire photo shoot because I'm underexposed a couple stops. Right. Um, right. And then having those back, I was like, I know that I didn't, nail exposure on a lot of these, but they still look Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I started shooting, uh, color as well. And then the, the richness of those colors that were coming back, I was like, this is like next level. It was, it was like what you said, like it almost looked like I had applied a preset, uh, like in camera or something. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I also love that. Yeah. The, um, maybe you can relate it to this too, but it's slowed me down a lot when I'm shooting. You know, you can just spray and pray and shoot 50 images and hope that one comes out. But, um, I've kind of had to unlearn a lot of that. And I love that it's, yeah, it's just slowed me down. I can frame something and see, you know, if, if someone's arm isn't as relaxed as it should be, I'll, I'll, tell them before taking that shot because I know like yeah. I I need to get this one right otherwise you know I'll have to retake it if it wasn't right but um mm-hmm. yeah and with the with digital I'll shoot 10 of them and then and then I'll say oh you know relax your arm a little bit but yeah um everything just just slows me down with with film in a in a really good way I think I I like overthink and I go too fast when I'm shooting when I uh-huh. was shooting normally and like film um it slows me down I think in a way that even helps my my clients because they can relax a little bit they don't have to feel like go 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 shoot 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 they're like okay we can we can just be calm and be ourselves while she's shooting because that's the energy that automatically comes off from from being intentional with each frame Oh yeah. Yep. I, that's a hundred percent. Like I'm the same. Um, cause shooting completely digital, like at an engagement session or something. And I'm like, okay, y'all have me for an hour. Let's get as many photos as we can. And yeah. I always felt like I was rushing and like, all right, over here and let's do this. Right. And I would just shoot, shoot, shoot. And then I'd have, you know, 500, a thousand photos or something. And yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Now I'll cull through all of these and find the good ones. Um, and yes. <laughs> shooting film, it does cause you to slow down, be more intentional about composure and mm-hmm. framing and all the things and like nailing the focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that kind of seeped into the way that I was shooting with my digital cameras as mm-hmm. well, that I was taking the time to walk through things and to really yeah. kind of like do mental checklist of yeah. A couple of things instead of just shooting and then like, oh, actually, you know what? I should probably shift over right. here to where they're they're framed in this doorway a little bit better. Um, right. But kind of right. taking that just couple seconds to yep. to go through and make sure like shooting as if this is film and this is my one shot, and then I mm-hmm. can still take 
you know, multiple photos, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really improved my digital photography, um, Mm -hmm. once I've implemented film, uh, which Mm -hmm. I was not a, it was not like the reason that I did it or a reason, (laughs) even an outcome that I thought was going to happen. Um, but it was like a happy surprise of like, Oh, Hey, this is like, this is better now. Um, and I have the film in addition to it. Yeah. Um, So, Yeah. 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 So, um, for, for those who like, maybe like me, you know, a couple of years ago or so who were interested in film, but skeptical, like you were saying earlier about, uh, like if you don't nail the exposure or what if, you know, the back of the camera pops open and now all of them are ruined, um, or you send it out to a lab and then they get lost in the mail. Um, what are some of the advantages that you see from shooting film, uh, just like overall, just like the, the quality of the film that you're getting back Mm -hmm. or just, um, in your overall experience. I mean, we've kind of already talked about a little bit of Mm -hmm. that slowing down, being more intentional with what you're doing and, uh, how you're composing your shots. Um, but are there other, other advantages you've seen? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, one kind of, kind of big advantage that I recently just kind of clicked with, but, um, being a film photographer, at least knowing how to shoot film, it really does help you stand out in the industry. Um, as popular as film has become again, which is really great. Hoping that like, um, even though we saw, um, Fuji kind of like discontinued one of their major films this year, um, for the most part, film is going to be around for a long time. And, um, so just knowing how to use it and knowing how to shoot with it does make you stand out because it's so easy to just buy a digital camera and kind of like call yourself a photographer. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but it's very, it's rare and um, it makes you stand out if you, if you do know how to shoot film and if that's your preferred medium, just because um, it's not the quick and easy way to get a photo taken. Um, So I love now that, you know, a lot of times clients are specifically looking for film photographers and I love being, um, in that lane that I can, I can like, you know, check that box off for them. Cause people, I think in general, people love the look of film because it does look like how our eyes naturally see life. And, um, especially for weddings, people want their photos to look realistic and film does that just automatically. Um, and of course, you know, there's people that don't care about film photography and don't, they just want pretty pictures, which is totally fine. But, Mm -hmm. um, I love that I can, like I said, be in that lane that a lot of people are already looking for and, um, stand out from crowds and crowds of, um, digital photographers. Um, and I think another thing that another advantage I've, I've learned, I've learned to like master light in a different way now too. Um, obviously photography is all about light, but, um, just shooting film has helped me see and understand light differently and a little bit better, whether that's like how back backlighting, um, can really affect, you know, the, the lens flare or the, um, skin tones and all of that. I see that, Mm -hmm see and understand that a little bit differently now with film versus like 
you know, if I, if I overexpose or underexpose digital, I'm like, Oh, I can just fix this in post and it'll come out fine. Um, right. but now I'm, I'm more intentional about how I'm letting light into my camera and, and how that's going to like tell a better story of my, of whatever I'm taking a picture of, or, um, better light my client's face and skin and all of that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the advantage of just understanding light because that's all photography is. It's just, yeah. you know, drawing, drawing with light is like kind of the literal definition. And so now I'm seeing more, I care more about light when I'm shooting with film, I would say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, and it's, it's really good to, um, to have that intentionality of light. Um, and it, it can kind of like help you see, Oh, this, this light from over here, like that's going to short light them or I want a mm -hmm. long light or, you know, rim light or backlight or like mm -hmm. knowing, uh, just kind of taking like, okay, sun's over there. I also have reflection from the windows on this building over here right. and having that, uh, awareness of where all the light sources are, um, is huge, uh, yeah. for drawing with light. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think that's great. Uh, and I, I love the way that that film really captures that. Um, mm -hmm. And like you said, it looks like how your eyes see it. Yeah. Uh, Cause that was one of the things that I didn't like about digital. Whenever I first started was mm -hmm. I would see something and I would <laughs> correctly expose and everything. And then the photo, I'm like, hey, this is, looks different. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a lot of it is like the sensors, they take in so much information. Right. Um, so you have like, all the, like you can zoom in and all the pixels and everything and, you know, wrinkles and all the, the laugh lines <laughs> and things that may not get picked up from 50 feet away, uh, shooting film. Um, and there's like this almost like smoothness of, mm -hmm. uh, like that kind of velvety look of oh, yeah. film that just, it's classic and it, I, I love it. Um, and I know any couples who are look specifically looking for film photographers, like they for sure love that look. Yeah. Um, and there are so many presets uh, that people buy to, I mean, they have presets that are called like looks like film and right. Right. people are trying to make digital photos look like film. Um, yeah. Film cameras do a great job of that. Yeah. <laughs> so for, um, for anyone who's, really interested, um, wants to start getting into film, doesn't have a camera, doesn't know anything about film stocks. Um, do you have any recommendations for them of like, this is a great, like very flexible, uh, forgiving film stock, um, or some good starter cameras for beginners? Yeah. Um, I, as far as film stocks, I've learned that Kodak Portra 400 is very flexible and, um, very beautiful. So I would mm. recommend that one. Um, and also just because Fuji, their, their main film stock, um, I think they're discontinuing it at the end of this year. So it is expensive and then it's almost always sold out. So, um, yeah. to just start out, probably not even try to pick it up. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Kodak Portra 400. Um, and the 400 is just that ISO and, 
any, almost any 400 feet speed film will give you, um, pretty good range. You know, you could shoot it in fairly low light and it'll come out and you could shoot it, shoot it in really bright light and it'll look great too. Um, so that's, that's my go-to. Um, I was, I was never a big Fuji person. So that discontinue announcement didn't affect me as much as it affected a lot of people, but yeah. same, (laughs) Yeah. And then as far as cameras, um, I think actually the one that you showed is it's a good option. Uh, Nikon FE. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't shoot Nikon. So I, I'd never had that one on my radar, but I've had people say that's a good one. And I think the equivalent on Canon is the Canon AE one, like just an Mm. easy 35 millimeter, um, film or a camera. But, um, yeah, I would maybe start with that one, but then I actually have a Canon 35 millimeter. Um, it's a one V and it takes the same exact lenses that my Canon DSLR does. So, um, it feels exactly the same, same Mm -hmm. buttons do the same thing. The only difference is, you know, there's no LCD screen to look back on, but (laughs) I can swap out the same lenses. I feel like I'm still shooting digital. Um, so I recommend that one too, the Canon one V, um, or the Canon AE one. Yeah. And like the, one of the great things when I started looking into film cameras is they are much less expensive, uh, than digital cameras. You're not going to spend, you know, two grand on a film camera. I mean, there are some two grand film cameras out there. Uh, but for the most part, like, I think this Nikon FE is like 150 bucks. Yeah. Um, eBay. Yeah. mm -hmm. Really easy to find. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't have any, uh, medium format or, or anything like that yet. Um, as definitely on my radar, it looks, <laughs> I, I love the, the look of it. Um, yeah. is there like, uh, in your opinion, cause you've got a uh, medium format as well, correct? Right. Yes. Yeah. Cause I thought I saw like a uh, Pentax. That you uh, contacts. contacts. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what, what have you noticed like the difference between uh like 35 millimeter and medium format yeah um it's funny i honestly sometimes don't see a difference depending on what i'm shooting and what the light is like they will both turn out amazing um but in in some cases the i think the medium format gives a little bit more depth and detail um mm-hmm. and the obviously like the cropping or the the sensor is a little bit different so the final image will um on a on a medium format it's going to be a little bit bigger in size than on a um 35 millimeter but um i don't know i think when i do shoot with my contacts i know that um yeah just the depth and the detail is going to feel a little bit different that one actually when we were talking about slowing down medium format mm. makes me slow down even more than the 35 millimeter because, um, it's just like a bigger, bulkier kind of camera. Right. The, um, it has autofocus, but it also, some of them are only manual focus. So that's going to slow you down anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think both are great. And 
kind of like in the film world, it is like more, uh, I don't want to say elite, but just the, the medium format cameras kind of have a different, um, level to them that it would make you think, Oh, I have to get to this stage in my, in shooting. But honestly, like, like I said, sometimes they look the same enough where I, I would even prefer to use my, my 35 millimeter shooting on, but, um, yeah, unfortunately I don't know too much of the technicalities of like why one is better than the other, but I Mm -hmm. will say sometimes just the depth and the detail of, um, the actual, you know, if I'm shooting at one point or I'm shooting at like 2.0 on my contacts versus 2.0 on my 35 millimeter, the contacts, it'll look like the bokeh will just be so much more beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So, I would imagine yeah. with like, uh, cause it's, it's got a larger sensor being yeah. you know, medium format and everything, um, which is kind of like going from like a crop sensor, digital camera to a right. full sensor uh, or full frame. And like, I remember whenever I went from crop sensor to full frame and yeah. I was like, what? Like these lenses are yeah, this yeah. the same lens and it looks so much better. Um, yeah. so yeah, I could see that like really separating the subject from the background and yeah. creating that better depth of field and bokeh and yeah. crispness and, uh, and all, all the things that we're looking for, um, yeah. <laughs> in amazing photos. Um, so that's cool. Cool. So, um, I, 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 I like this question. I've, I've started uh, asking this recently, uh, just cause I'm, I'm very interested in, uh, like aha moments, um, mm-hmm. in, in people's lives and business and everything. Has there been a piece of advice or like an aha moment that really changed your business, um, made you pivot or something, uh, either in your business or just like life in general, just the way that mm-hmm. you look at things? Yes. Um, and this came fairly early on. Um, so kind of like overall timeline, I shot my first wedding in 2014. Um, and then I went full time. I shot my first wedding while I was still in college. I graduated in 2015 and then working in corporate America until 2016. So I went full time in 2016, but before that I went to a workshop in 2016, um, I was out in Seattle hosted by Benj, um, Benj Heish, who's an yeah. awesome photographer. Heish, oh yeah. 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 And, Up in the, um, uh, Seattle area. Yeah. And nice. at that workshop, um, learned a lot from him, but one thing that actually a lot of things stood out from what he said, but one thing that related a lot to just like business and life, um, he was explaining how basically you have to know what to hold with an open hand and with a closed hand in life. So, you know, if you kind of think of having two hands, one is open and one is closed, um, with this open hand, there's going to be things that are going to kind of, they matter, but they'll come and go. You have to just hold them there, Mm -hmm. um, and be okay with them coming or going. And then this other hand, you hold it tight. You know, you, you care about these things, you don't let anything, um, you don't let go of them. And for the longest time, I, I was switching them, you know, like I was holding my business. I was holding photography with this really tight hand. It was like, I'll do whatever it takes to shoot, whatever, to book, whatever it's tight and it's closed. And this is how I run my business. And this other hand was like, Oh, you know, like 
family, whatever, friends, whatever, like you guys, you'll be fine. Um, (laughs) there were times where I would book a shoot on like my mom's birthday instead of spending time with her, or I would, um, travel like crazy and do a bunch of stuff, not caring that like my health was declining or like I was stressing myself out. So basically Benj kind of reordering my understanding of like what I'm holding with my closed hand with my open hand. So I just had to say, you know, my business is going to be in my open hand from now on as much as I love it. And obviously it's my, it's how I make money. It's how I live my, my life. But, Mm -hmm. um, if it, if it comes and goes, like I have to be okay with that. If clients come and go, if I don't book every little thing that I want, like it's open, it's fine. And then I had to be more tight with like, with my family making boundaries of understanding, like I can't go shoot every holiday and every birthday. I have to spend time with my family and and my friends. Um, and even, you know, thinking about my health and my faith, like if anything, not letting anything get in the way of that and holding tightly to, to those kind of things. So, um, kind of, you know, pie in the sky and all, all, (laughs) kind of crazy, but it's helped me so much because, um, and it comes in waves. Sometimes I do look and I realize Kaya, you're holding something too tight or not tight enough. And, um, and I just come back to that of like, learn to let go and to understand what I'm holding tightly and what is okay to let go of. Yeah. Oh man, that is, that's so good. Um, that's something, that's a realization that I've come to not quite the like open hand, closed hand, like mental image. Um, but, uh, in a, in a separate, uh, path getting there, uh, Mm -hmm. of, I was, I was just booking to book and I was like, this is, this is my job. This is like, you know, I'm, I'm actually serving my family because I'm, providing more income so we can, we can have more, uh, flexibility in our time off. But then I was just booking and we had no time Mm -hmm. off, uh, (laughs) or I was, you know, missing out on birthday parties Mm -hmm. and holidays and things. Cause it was like, I've got deadlines. I've got to get these photos out. I've got these things. And, um, and I was also booking, uh, photo shoots on Sundays. Um, and, and Sunday is one of our, you know, Sunday and Monday is pretty much our weekend Mm because of weddings. Mm -hmm. Um, and at the time my wife also had Sunday and Monday off from her job. So it worked really well. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, I was like, Oh, that's great. Like she has Sunday off too. I'm going to go in the evening and do this (laughs) photo shoot. (laughs) And, um, and then it wasn't until last year that I was like, no, I'm going to make it a point. Like, unless it is an occasional, like I just did a, a Sunday wedding a couple weeks ago. Um, but it's the only Sunday wedding I've had in, probably a year. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's the only one that I had booked for this year. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's like, instead of just like, Oh yeah, Sunday is a day that I have available. That's one of our, our weekend days, one of our family days, it's church day. It's like, it's a relaxing day. Um, and it's, it's a day that I can kind of turn off my work brain, um, and be a hundred percent there for a family and not like, mm-hmm. okay, let me get these emails in while the kids are playing on the floor. Um, and that kind of stuff. So I, I love that, uh, 
you know, I'm definitely going to be like looking at different things now. Like, okay, should I, this might be an open hand, uh, open hand thing. Um, cause I, I also have, um, like I'm an achiever and I want people's approval. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, that was like to my detriment, uh, as a kid and Mm -hmm. like, even through like mid twenties, um, I, I wanted people's approval and I would do a lot of things or like stay doing something, even though it wasn't healthy for me, but I thought it was good for, for other people. And I was like, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna approve of this and be happy (laughs) with me. Um, and that's, that's changed a lot too, to where I'm like, no, is this, is this healthy for me? Is this healthy for my family? Is this healthy for my friends? Um, no, it's not. So maybe, maybe I don't need to do this. Um, Mm -hmm. and kind of opening that hand and letting Mm -hmm. it go if it's going to go and maybe it comes back. We don't know. Um, like, I don't know why I was picturing butterflies. Um, but yeah, like butterflies flying around, uh, but don't like hold a butterfly closed in your face. It's not good for them. Um, but yeah, also, um, Alyssa's in here on Facebook and she's saying, this is so good. Um, and she's uh, also editing her life away, uh, in Austin right now, (laughs) which I feel you, Alyssa. Um, Yeah. yeah, no, I love that. I think that's such a good thing, uh, even to just like take a quick 15 minutes and just think Mm -hmm. about um like the really important things in your life and the Mm -hmm. things that that take so much of your time Mm -hmm. are they a closed hand thing that you really want to hold close or maybe that's an open hand that you don't need to be spending that much time editing your website every two days yeah (laughs) Uh, you don't need to do that um okay I love that. Um, and we've, we kind of already, as I was going to ask you, uh, like what are some, some ways that, that people who are interested in implementing uh, film into their business could do that. But we, I think we've, we've kind of touched on those. You gave some great uh, yeah. recommendations for cameras and film stock, uh, which we'll have links to all those um, in the show notes as well. Um, if y'all are interested in, in finding those. Um, but yeah, any, any last like kind of, uh, summary of hybrid photography or any pointers you want to give, uh, before we wrap things up? Yeah, I, I think you just got to try it. You just got to do it. Um, like I said, there was, I just had a, a friend that nudged me and told me I could do it and I did it. Um, and even if that's just one, one roll per shoot or, um, first step, obviously getting that camera or renting that camera, um, even, um, testing out on friends and family. Like if you are too nervous to bring it to a paid client shoot, just try it on your dog or your best friend or your spouse or something like that. Um, just to get a feel for the whole, the biggest thing to wrap your mind around is you're not going to see the photo when you take it. And that can be a little, um, (laughs) it it can be a little jarring if you're on a client shoot and you're expecting to see what you just took. So probably just trying it out for personal work for a little bit and then slowly bring a few roles with you um, to client stuff and even educating them on like, okay, guys, I'm going to shoot this next location on a roll of film. And this is what it is. This is, you know, I can't see anything while I'm taking it, but I know they're Uh going to turn out great. Um, And another thing with film is like, I have to tell people to not blink because, you know, a blinking shot is 
you can't use it. So I just learned to get back into that whole like counting down, like, okay, one, two, three. And then they know to just keep their eyes open while I'm counting. Um, But just, just try it out. If you have friends or people in the area that do shoot film, ask them, you know, about it, go on like a film photo walk with them and see how they, how they do it and ask them to help you out. Um, Cause like I said, that's how I learned from my friend um, how to roll it and how to, you know, how to use it. Um, or even, um, if there is someone that you look up to and they have maybe like a mentor session that can talk about film or walk you through film, that's always an option too. Um, but you just got to try it. You just got to go for it. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'll never know if you like it unless you try. Um, and that like photo walk thing that you're talking about, I, I have found that the, the film photography, uh, community Community, is just, it's such a strong community, uh, because yes, anyone can go buy a DSLR, call themselves a photographer. Um, Mm -hmm. there are plenty of people that I've, uh, that I've seen, um, (laughs) online that I'm like, but are you though? Like you, you take (laughs) photos, but, but do you know what you're doing? Um, and the, those who shoot film, they have to know what they're doing. Um, and it's, and it's a really, really good close knit photography, uh, community, um, at least that I've seen around here and, you know, like national, uh, film photography groups. Um, uh, Alyssa had a question about, um, what is one of your favorite labs to get your, uh, your film scanned? Yeah. Good question. There's, there's so many, I've finally nailed down to just using one. Um, but I use Indie film lab in Alabama and partially because they're so close being Atlanta, Mm -hmm. I think my film can usually get there in like a day or two. Um, I've met, one of the owners actually at Benj's workshop, um, oh, cool. one of the owners was there really great guy. And I love how my, my skins come out. Um, but I've used the find lab, um, photo vision. Um, there's Richard photo lab. I have a local lab here in Atlanta. That's five minutes from my house. So, nice. um, I'll use them for not for client work. Um, but just for random everyday stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And the, just to be able to support, you know, a local company. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are, there's so many to choose from and, um, there's no, I don't think there's any like right or wrong film lab. It's just kind of like whoever you want to use. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. That's great. Um, all right. Yeah. Also, yeah, I've, I've only, uh, sent out to the find lab, uh, mm-hmm. so far, uh, which I have, I don't, I don't have connections, but I know like some of the photographers behind the fine lab. And I was like, yeah, I trust y'all. And then I got the scans back and I was like, these look great. So I'm just going to keep sending to you. Um, uh, but yeah. Okay. So you said indie photo lab, indie film lab, indie, Mm -hmm. indie film lab. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll also have a link for them, uh, so that y'all can send your film out, uh, whenever you're taking, taking some photos. Also, if you listen to this and then you start shooting some film, um, for sure, post, post those in the Facebook group, uh, tag us. If you're posting anything online, you know, tag Kaya, just be like, Hey, Mm -hmm. you inspired me to to start being a (laughs) hybrid. Um, 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, one last thing before we go, uh, I got a little segment where we talk about what we're loving this week. Um, and it could be movies, shows, books, whatever. It could be food or a new camera. Um, what are you loving this week? Yeah. Um, speaking of new cameras, I just got this yesterday, so I don't know if I love it I yet, but I saw it on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I ordered a little, a Holga camera from yeah. actually from the fine lab. And, oh, cool. um, I'm going to try it out on my, my wedding this weekend. So I think I'll love it. So we'll throw that in there. Oh, <laughs> um, <nice. laughs> and, um, yeah, I was, I don't know, pod, I have a lot of podcasts that I love, but honestly, during the work day, I'm either, I am listening to podcasts or I'm just like complete silence to like focus or, mm-hmm. um, I have this one playlist that a friend of mine curates. Um, it's called burnt tarts, but, um, it's okay. on Spotify and it's all kinds of music, a lot of mostly like fun indie music, but then there's like a mix of country and pop and Christian music in there. So that's my go-to playlist, but I'm also loving, um, Maverick city music and elevation worship put out an album, I think last month, um, two Christian, um, bands or groups and Uh can't get enough of that album. It's called old church basement. And so that's probably what I'm loving a lot right now too. Okay. I like the title. Like, I'm like, that yeah. sounds like music that I would like. Um, yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to have to have to check that out. We, we just kind of have like a random like Spotify uh, playlist of a bunch of good, you know, worship songs that we've, yeah. they're like kind of curated throughout the years or, you know, different churches and, and stuff. Yeah. Like, I like this one. We're going to put this in here um, and we'll just play that. And then the kids run around and dance to the music. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is amazing. So uh, we'll cool. probably be I'm definitely going to check out that album that might yeah. uh, make it into our playlist as well. Um, I think you'll like it. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I will probably listen to it right after this. Um, yeah. as I'm, and I'll, as I'm doing I'll send you my, yeah, I'll send you my friend's playlist too. Cause it's, um, yeah, I don't know if it will, it'll pop up in a search, but I'll send you the link for it. Yeah. I feel like there's probably not a bunch of playlists called burnt tarts. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was like, I could probably find that, but yeah, a direct link would be uh, super helpful. Cause I want to listen to Great. that too. Um, awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I am loving, let's see this week. Uh, also got something new. I don't know if I'm going to be loving yet. Um, I got a new <laughs> laptop. Uh, cool it's, it's been, it's been a minute since I, I got a new one and my old one was just kind of running slow. And, uh, I had quite a few bookings in the last like three or four weeks. And I was like, you know what, if I get two more this week, I'll go ahead and buy a (laughs) laptop. And then I got two more and I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. Um, so I'm excited. It's a, it's a Dell. I'm a PC guy. Um, just cause I'm cool it's, I like, uh, being able to customize everything. Um, so I'm excited about that. I got a new laptop and then also for my desktop, I bought, uh, like upgraded my Ram and bought a second hard drive. Uh, so I'll be installing that this afternoon. Um, (laughs) so a bunch of tech stuff. Um, also I'm loving HelloFresh. Um, this is not an ad, uh, but, uh, but maybe <laughs> it sounded it like be. an ad. I know. Yeah. <laughs> if you need uh, more time, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll reach out to them and see if they'll sponsor. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, we, my wife and I, we, we did HelloFresh 
uh, back uh, before uh, the pandemic started. Um, and then after that, we were just like, okay, we can't, can't really afford this right now. Uh, since we're <laughs> not making any money. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we started it back up uh, probably a couple months ago and it is just super helpful and super easy to not have to oh, think about great. dinners. And we're just like, Oh yeah, what's thought? Okay, cool. <laughs> Go ahead and make that one. And then it's usually like 20 to 30 minutes and then that's it. And, yeah. uh, and sometimes uh-huh. the kids get involved with like, you know, chopping up some carrots or something. Um, and it's, it's been super helpful. It, it seemed expensive to us at mm-hmm. first, just like looking at like, I was like $200 a month. Uh, that's a lot for food, but mm-hmm. then we're looking at our budget now and we're like, Oh yeah, we're like saving money because right. we don't have the food waste that we had before. And right. we're not, <clears throat> we're not going out to eat as often or, you know, picking up a pizza or something because we're like, Oh yeah, it's eight o'clock and we have not started on food. Let's just go get torchies. Um, so yeah, we've been, I've been really loving that because, uh, I feel like our evenings we have more family time together. Um, and dinners are super tasty. Like we had a sesame teriyaki bulgogi. Um, And I was like, there's no way I would have made this on my own. Like, I don't know these ingredients. I don't know a bunch of like Asian cuisine, but it was delicious. Um, And anytime we see a bulgogi bowl, I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly, but I'm going to go with that. Anytime we see that (laughs) on like the options for us, we're like, yes, that one. That's amazing. Um, So yeah, that's what I'm loving uh, this week. Uh, So yeah. Um, And I'll have a link in the show notes too. Maybe, (laughs) uh, maybe even uh, a sponsor or affiliate link or something. Uh, Get y'all some free weeks. I don't know. We'll see by the time this airs. But um, anyway, Kaya, uh, where can people find you? Where can they follow along? Where can they uh, DM you whenever they uh, post their, their film photography photos? Yeah, I'm on Instagram mainly. Um, and my handle is at Kaya C, K-I-Y-A-H-C. Um, and then my website, kayac.com. All my work is up there. Um, I haven't touched my Facebook in a very long time, but Kaya C Photography <laughs> is on there. <laughs> um, and then I have a Twitter, but it's not business related at all. It's just silly stuff. So, cool. um, but yeah, I'd love to see film work. If, if you tag or DM me on um, Instagram, I'll definitely check it out there. Sweet. Well, awesome. Yeah. And we'll have all the links uh, to uh, your Instagram and website and, uh, and even your Twitter um, in the, <laughs> in the show notes. I've, cool. I never got into Twitter whenever it started. Um, cause I was like, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> like posting photos on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and I never really understood it. And now I'm like, I just, I think I'm, I'm way too far gone to even pick up Twitter now. Um, yeah. but I, I have one. I think my last tweet was like in 2012 <laughs> or something. Um, right. But yeah, well, that's, that's cool. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. It was great talking to you um, and you uh, learning more about film and, and all that. Yeah. Thank you, John. This was great. Thanks for all the questions. Y'all, doesn't Kaya make you want to go out and shoot a roll of film right now? 
It was such a great time talking with her about film photos and digital photos living together in harmony in one business. And I love how film not only adds to her business, but it also shaped a new mindset and intentionality behind her digital photos too. We have all the links for all the things in this episode show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 66. This episode was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience where you can ask questions and interact with us just like Alyssa did today. And that makes it more than just listening on your favorite podcast app. I would love if while you're on your favorite podcast app, if you would uh, leave us a review, maybe subscribe. It really helps us to reach more people and uh, bring in more guests that you'll love. To join us live next time, you can join our Facebook community by searching for the Light and Dark Photography Podcast Group. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco. Kaya is at Kaya C. And you can find me at All Hard Photo. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a review. I'd love to hear from you. Till next week, see you in the Facebook group. Bye.